Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the WRL Daily Download. I'm Jack Hagel. The new year brings a new edition of the WRL Promise Tracker. That's our annual check-in to see whether North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper has made good on his campaign promises. WRL state government reporter Travis Fain checked progress on Cooper's goals related to Medicaid expansion, teacher pay, and more. Travis joins us today to tell us all about it. Travis, good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Travis, before we get into the nitty-gritty, very quickly explain what is the Promise Tracker and what does it aim to do? So the idea is, you know, these folks run for office and they make various promises or they say, I will work on this. And so it's a systematic effort to, as the years progress, look and see how they do. Uh, WRL started this before my time under Governor Pat McCrory. There was a promise tracker. And then with Roy Cooper's first term, there was a promise tracker. And now we're halfway through his second term and we're doing our, uh, you know, third iteration here of the promise tracker and updating it, you know, two years into his, his four year and fi- final final term here. And so you pick out a number of promises that he's made. How do you decide on what to pick out and and what to, what to grade him on? So that decision happens uh, as he comes into office. So, uh, we, you know, he was reelected uh, in 2020 and we decide, all right, here's, here's what we're going to look at. Here are the nine things we're going to look at. And that stays static. The only thing that changes is we move him kind of up and down a ranking system. And it's the NC Capital team, which is our state government team here. We just kind of put our heads together. We say, okay, this has happened. This hasn't happened. And we all, it just all kind of gets boiled down to yes, no, maybe uh, sorts of rankings. And I presume it's just based on maybe clear statements he's made, you know, when I'm governor, I will do X. And then and th- that that's where you... That's right. Yeah, although there's some nuance there because I mean, you got to think about it. Rarely does a politician say, I will accomplish X. It's more along the lines of, I am really going to work hard on X. And the way we look at it is, it, we, you know, we use the word promise maybe fairly broadly, but if you run on Medicaid expansion, for example... And then Medicaid expansion does not happen during the eight years you were in office. That is not success, right? Whether you promised that it would happen or you promised you'd work really hard for it, at the bottom, you either got to compromise your way to it, even with a Republican legislature when you're a Democratic governor, or you got to find a way or we're not giving you positive marks on it. Right. So let's get into it. So uh, this time around, it seems like there was movement in at least a couple areas. One was related to public education. Tell us about that. Yeah. So one of the there are two things here. In, well, there are three really for public education, school construction money, which we're not going to talk about right this second. Uh, teacher pay, uh, which we're also not going to talk about right this second. But the one you're asking about, I think, is per pupil funding. We said, all right, he's in office for four years. Does per pupil funding, the amount we spend per kid in our school system, does it go up it most of those years? So that'll be three out of four. Now, obviously, we've only had two years, so we can't say, yes, he's achieved it. But it has gone up the last couple of years, a bit of a lagging the way the way it's you have to wait till the school year is over to to grade it. But anyway, it's looking good. Uh, it was a fairly low bar to meet because per pupil funding typically does go up every year. 
and we've given him, we've moved him to kept so far. So all these promises start out in progress, but we feel like there's been enough of a good faith effort on this to move that to kept so far, which is very similar to in progress. It, it basically means we're going to wait and see, but this is looking positive. Did he face any resistance in that in that area? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, he's a he's a Democrat and uh, Democratic governor, and then you've got the General Assembly that's controlled by. Republicans. Yeah, not a ton for this one that has kind of a fairly low bar. This is a fairly baseline measurement. He has faced resistance on teacher pay. And of course, that is uh, your biggest expense, right, is what you pay teachers, principals, educators. Uh, He has wanted much larger teacher raises than the Republican legislature has been willing to approve, uh, which is why we kind of kept him in progress on a more specific education funding uh, uh, metric, which is teacher pay. He wants to go up to the national average which would require a, a really significant increase, I think ten, twelve thousand dollars a year increase on average to get us up there. It does not look like that's going to happen. We've kept that one in progress though for a few years because it's one of those that you can't really fully say yes, no uh, until the end of his uh, second term here. Another area where Cooper has made some progress has been broadband access, right? Yeah, and th- this is one where not a lot of good. Coming out of the pandemic, obviously. Uh, But one thing that did happen is just tons and tons of money from the federal government for various things, including broadband access, which obviously became more of an issue when we sent all the kids home to to, to learn and have school from their house and not all of them had Internet access. And and basically, when we talk about broadband access, we're talking about faster Internet, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a federal definition for broadband, a certain amount of upload speed, a certain amount of download speed. But, I mean, it has to be enough to for you to watch a video and do something else at the same time. You know, it, 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 broadband is what you have come to think of as the Internet these days. Very few people uh, are happy with less than broadband it, who, who also have access to the Internet. And so what was it like maybe going into 2022? Were people just not able to access uh, the, you know, the Internet in the way that people maybe in the major uh, population centers of the state were? Yeah, it's more of a rural issue. And I mean, th- there are varying counts. Uh, I think uh, at the start of the second term, it was something like 213,212 households, 212,000 households, excuse me, didn't have broadband access. But then the feds earmarked like a billion dollars. There's another billion dollars in another bill. All this money started flowing. A lot of it hasn't been spent yet. So we've, But we have seen some spent and we've seen increase increases. But the trend line is just clear. There is going to be significant increase, and that was our our metric here. Do we see significant increase in access to broadband internet, which is kind of you know subjective term. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, acknowledge that for everybody, but I don't think there's any doubt that we are seeing really significant increase in broadband access because of all this federal money. So, I mean, it's not necessarily anything Roy Cooper did, although he did prioritize this issue, as did the state legislature. Uh, and there is a bunch of state money that's been approved as well. Uh, but really, it was the, the federal pandemic money. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear about where Cooper might move the needle in 2023. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the WRAL Daily Download. We're talking with WRAL state government reporter Travis Fain, who's been tracking Governor Roy Cooper's campaign promises. Travis, we talked about this a little bit in the first segment. The political situation is such that Cooper might not have the easiest time knocking out all these goals. He's a Democrat. The General Assembly is controlled by Republicans. Are there any goals that he might be able to meet that he hasn't met yet, considering those circumstances? Yeah, there, there are actually a, a few. I think the biggest one is probably Medicaid expansion. I mean, this is one that he has been uh, working toward since he was first elected his first term back in what? I guess he was elected 2016 for the first time. And for the first time in that period, it looks like it might actually happen over the next year or so. A, a version of Medicaid expansion has passed the state Senate. Uh, Senate Republican leader Phil Berger is on board with it. Uh, a version of Medicaid expansion, or at least planning for it, has passed the House. Uh, both those chambers controlled by Republicans. So Republicans kind of come around on this issue and are looking to expand Medicaid in North Carolina. I think we're one of like 12 or 13 states that hasn't. I mean, the writing is on the wall, uh, but they haven't agreed how to do it and what to pair it with. I, I think the smart money says they'll figure that out over the next six months, year. That's no guarantee, obviously, but that looks like one and a really big one. That's arguably Cooper's top priority his entire time in office that he might be able to, to, to check off in the coming year. But it's in progress for now. We, we just, we, who knows? What, what happens if they can't come to an agreement on that? What does that mean for the state in terms of dollars and cents? Oh, it's billions and billions of dollars, uh, including there are all sorts of sweeteners that the federal government over the years has added uh, to try to get to entice these remaining states to expand Medicaid. And I mean, just if anybody doesn't know, Medicaid is a program that pays for health care. It's government funded, taxpayer funded insurance, basically uh, for children, uh, people with significant disabilities, uh, senior citizens, you know, the elderly folks who, who need help. And I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of people in, in North Carolina that could have this extended to them, mostly kind of the working poor who make too much money uh, to get free insurance now, but but don't make enough to be able to afford it. So that's what we mean when we talk about expanded Medicaid. So it, billions of dollars, access for people, help for hospitals because of the money that would be flowing. So we've noted that Cooper has failed to make good on some areas. Uh, corporate tax cuts come to mind. Are there other goals that are in danger? Is there any way he can somehow manage to turn turn things around on corporate taxes? I mean, what, what are the areas that he's just probably going to run into a wall on? Yeah, so far we've, we've failed him on one promise. We failed him not this year, but last year, because he had said he wanted to halt or even roll back some planned corporate uh, business tax cuts that Republicans had pushed. And the Republican majority is like, no, yeah. We're going to do it, buddy, um, and, and have done so and may, may do more. So, you know, he's failed there. I don't there, I, I don't see any going back there. Boost unemployment benefits. He has wanted to reform the unemployment system. Uh, we have some of the stingiest benefits in the nation. They got boosted during the pandemic by the feds. And then you know, the people went back to work. So we had this real problem in our unemployment system. But we have not addressed this kind of structural, a lot of people would call it a problem, of the fairly stingy benefits. Uh, 
there at one point was some bipartisan agreement that that was something that that, that needed to happen. Uh, but with the pandemic and the way that shifted things and then Republicans have been upset about uh, some of the labor shortages we've had uh, since then kind of coming out of the the pandemic proper, for lack of a better phrasing. It, this issue has just kind of fallen off the radar. Uh, Cooper's administration and says, hey, it's 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 still a priority. We'll have to see. Nate, two years is a long time in government. It really is. It, it, it doesn't feel like it, but it is. But So I wonder if, if boosting those unemployment benefits is something that will be a goer or if it will fall by the wayside. Are, are there any major initiatives or efforts that we're not tracking as part of the tracker, um, you know, that people in the state should be paying attention to? Yeah. So to go back to when we were putting this together, you know, it's 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 a campaign, a statewide campaign that the governor's running in the middle of a pandemic. So there's so that, that's based on things that, you know, at the time. Right. Things happen. Right. And, and like I said, you know, once once we lock in the promises, well, we just get grade those promises. We, we, we left some things out. We, we, we didn't put the pandemic in here at all. Obviously, how the governor reacted to the pandemic was arguably the most important thing he's going to do in the second term. But our thinking was, all right, that is such a moving target. Let's let's hold him accountable as best we can with day to day coverage. Yeah, there's it's not like we haven't been scrutinizing his efforts there. Right. And then it was kind of the same logic on hurricane recovery. The Cooper administration has really struggled to get homes rebuilt uh, from hurricanes, Florence and Matthew. Uh, And there's been a lot of coverage on that. So we thought, all right, that's another thing we're going to we're going to keep this out of the process. And and then the final one was social justice reform Uh, in in 2020. I mean, you know, the, the. I can't believe can't remember if this was just before or just after George Floyd was murdered, but social justice was uh, criminal justice reform was on the march. And in fact, the legislature passed a bill. People can decide if they're happy with it or not. But we the governor had a task force he had put together. It made one hundred and twenty five different criminal justice reform recommendations. We decided that was unwieldy. So and we also wanted to what the first term promise tracker, Jack, uh, started by my predecessor, was thirty one different metrics that were being graded. We shrunk that down to nine. Uh, so a lot of important stuff had to go. I mean, quite frankly, a lot of really important stuff had to go. You know, I think a lot of our listeners would be curious to hear when you're pulling this together, when you're asking questions directly of the Cooper administration, when you're pressing them on these issues, how do they respond? Uh, the governor's office does not care for this exercise. And I, I honestly, I, I, They've got some points. I mean, it is a fairly subjective thing. Like, oh, did we significantly expand broadband access? Well, who decides that? Well, Travis Fain and Laura Leslie just kind of try to figure it out. I get it. It is. It, I've described it many times as an honest and imperfect exercise, and that's what it is. It, it, we're trying to boil down an entire tenure. Um, most of what we do is not on the on the promise tracker here is not asking the governor's office all right how'd you do here here and here we go to the agency now of course the the agency that governor cooper has probably hired the the head of but we say all right here are the metrics some of these metrics we have pulled directly from things you have said in the past where you have said these are the metrics so give us the numbers uh broadband is an example of that another example of that and and this was kind of a success story is increasing diversity in the teaching ranks uh, there are very few, for example, black male teachers and that kind of whole, there are a lot of studies that say, if your teacher looks a little bit more like you, you are going to do better. You have a role model that has been a real priority for the Cooper administration and for others. And so he, the, the, the governor had this task force that made all these recommendations. And we said, all right, here are four metrics from the task force. If he gets one of them, 
we're going to count that towards success. Uh, we also counted towards success that they increased what the teaching fellows program. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll pay for your college if you stay in North Carolina and teach to uh, historically black colleges and universities. Well, the legislature expanded it to three HBCUs. They hit one of the metrics. So we, we marked that one achieved. So that, that's just, I'm kind of going the long way around the barn here, but that's just to say that we, re, we, we boil it down to metrics as best as we can. And then we just look and see if you've hit those metrics or, or not. And kind of like, you can like it or dislike it, but you either did or did not check the box that I admit we drew the box. Like, these are our boxes. We decided this is how are going to judge it, but we try to be open. We try to be honest and just kind of explain how we're doing it and what we're doing. Well, Travis, thanks for your work on the tracker and uh, for breaking it down for us. It's important work. All right. Thanks for having me. That's WREL state government reporter Travis Fain. To check out the Promise Tracker, just search WREL Promise Tracker in your favorite internet search engine and it should pop right up. Or look for it at WREL.com. I'm Jack Hagel. Thanks for listening to the WREL Daily Download and for making us part of your morning routine. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email with triangle news, events, and headlines to help you get ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com slash newsletter. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.